Okay, we are recording. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. How is it? How is it in Greece? Well, that's the thing with Greece. It's been we had it pretty good here. We had it pretty good because we had a very low number of cases and and deaths and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, because they took measures pretty fast, things you know they had they had the results that they had. You know, very low number of cases and. Yeah, it was so it very. Hasn't, it hasn't really been spreading that much there. No. Yeah. How's the vibe? The vibe. I mean, it's been okay. I mean, where where I am, it's it's fine. You know, I like you know I like the area I live. There is a really nice park across the street. I mean, they closed all the parks, public parks, with gates. Um, but it's nice to see the view of the park from the house. Oh, nice. Instead of looking at buildings and concrete. Mm -hmm. So that helped a lot. Buildings and concrete, you mean? Like instead of looking... Oh, like if you were in a different spot. Yeah, you know, for example, in New York, you know, like that I would see... The building of the or the or the backyard of another building, or yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's kind of residential area, so it's it's pretty quiet, and you don't get too much traffic anyway. Mm-hmm. But but now it's been very quiet. Um, it's been okay. It's been okay. You know, Greeks. You know, they, it's some some days they were like a little harder than other days to just keep them in the house because we have a good weather. Keep people in the house. Keep people in the house, you know, especially people who live close by the beach and all that. So every day that we have like a very good weather and temperature to be on the beach, people just go out and, you know, they just spread. Yeah. So, but, but overall they, they, you know, they were, um, they, they did the measures, you know, like people stayed in and they took it seriously. And every time I've been going out to um, either, you know, buy groceries or drive with a car to go and visit my acupuncturist, for example, you know, I see people, um, you know, they were keeping distance, you know, wearing masks, all of that stuff. Like, yeah, they just behaved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and so you normally live between Athens and New York, yeah? Yeah. So you're going to go back to New York soon. Are you nervous? A little bit. <laughs> A little bit, you know. Um, more about the traveling, like the airports and changing flights because there are no direct flights. But that's okay, you know, because I'm thinking that there's there won't be so many people who travel at this time. Only people who need to go back, so it yeah. won't be up. And definitely, they 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 take very strict measures. Yeah. So yeah. So as long you know, like that, you know, if I as long as I do what I need to do, you know, it should it should be okay. Then another thing is that I'm gonna need to be in quarantine for two weeks mm-hmm. once I go back. You know, it's all fine. You know, I'm used to it now. You know, yeah. I'm going from, you know, from quarantine to quarantine. <laughs> so it's, it's not something, you know, it's, it's not going to be too much of a difference. I'm still going to be in the house. It just, you know, just the only thing is that when the quarantine ends here in Greece and people is, are going to start going out, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm going to New York and I'm going to extend the quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how has which it been? Is, yeah. Yeah, which is okay, because I still have a lot of work to do, you know. And that gives me the time to stay in and focus. Yeah. Because if I was in Greece and the weather was amazing and people start going out and, I, you know, and, you know I, I needed to do more work and stay in and keep editing and doing all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I think it will be harder knowing that everyone's outside. But yeah. if I go to New York... <laughs> 
it's not going to be any difference. People are inside, so. <laughs> well, what have you been up to? Like, how has it been as an artist? Have you been? Have you found it to be a creative time? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it gave me the time I needed to finish a project. Mm -hmm. finish a big project without having to rush um, to go back to the U.S. and change in space, change in environment. So I've already have started working on something. And something uh, new or this? What's that? Something new or you mean? No, I've, you know, I've been working on a project, you know, like the film, you know, the film. The film we did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've been editing a lot. So I've already have started editing. Right. And, um, you know, in the process, you know, I just, it, as you know, I kept working on it, things start coming up and it looked like that I needed more time to finalize uh, a few things. So, you know, it just gave me the time to focus on the film and, and finish what I needed to finish. And did you Without feel having... inspired? Like, was it easy to be in the zone? Well, I think if I got inspired, you mean from what? From like, was it easy to get in the creative zone? Like, do you feel you've been inspired during this time, or you had to kind of get yourself there, or how's the? Oh yeah, no, no, definitely it was. Uh, I mean, I always need to kind of, you know, I, I always need to 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 meditate and, you know, set myself for, to focus and, you know, be in that creative mode. Uh-huh. Um, I think it just, I think it just supported me to be creative. You know, it was that, I think it was a tool for me to be do present. Feel, do you feel more of a sense of freedom? since the whole industry's shifting, there won't probably be premieres for a long time or film festivals are not gonna be the same. Like, do you feel more freedom that you don't have to make something formulaic? You can have more artistic freedom because we don't really know how mm. distribution's gonna be anymore. Yeah, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I haven't been really thinking about, you know, about that, that part like later with what's going to happen with distribution it just you know i think it just gave me it, it just gave me space to breathe and, and 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 focus on it without being stressed you know mm -hmm. like i just relaxed you know and and i enjoyed the process without thinking about oh i need to finish on the 31st because i have i need to catch the flight to be back in new york and i have to have done uh, dubbing, recordings, you know, like all the things I, I have to do, I had to do before my flight back to the US. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of stressing and I didn't want to rush it. So that gave me the time to actually do it without mm -hmm. rushing and, and enjoy it and breathing and sit and take my time and, and think about it and, take a walk, you know, like walk outside, come back. Also like not changing environment, which that, that sometimes it's kind of, like changing environment, sometimes it takes, it takes some time to adjust to a new environment and, and find what works and what doesn't work in the space. Mm -hmm. So you can be relaxed and focused and work. Yeah, so I think it's, a, you know, it was just like it saved me time, that's it. That's nice. That's beautiful. Do you yeah. remember how we met? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Ayahuasca. Have you had any plant medicine experiences during quarantine? No. No. No, no. I, no, I didn't. And uh, I mean, I haven't, I haven't felt cold to to have a med, you know, to, to have a ceremony for, for some time now. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I remember I was reading an article 
um, actually from actually from from Rachel mm -hmm. that she felt that you know like the, this time you know like that we should just be not really experimenting with the medicine at this time just like be respectful of you know what's happening and kind of humble with all so i wouldn't like yeah i wouldn't put anything else in my body right now i think that i would just you know that i'm glad that i'm i'm, I'm having this experience mm -hmm. um as raw as i can have it you know mm -hmm. without adding anything like just the just the coffee i drink every day <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Are you drinking coffee every day? I'm drinking Greek coffee, which I, you know, I like. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a ceremony, just like, it feels like the collective is going through some kind of purge or like yeah. the, the ecosystem mm -hmm. is, like we're all in ceremony right now. Life is yeah. a ceremony, you know? So yeah. I, yeah, and it's uh, it's an opportunity, you know. It's been, you know, it's showing us, you know, the mechanical way where we are right now, mm -hmm. the ecological way that we've been called. That we need to start like thinking differently and acting differently and finding new ways mm -hmm. to relate, and you know, it's. It's, it's, it's the time that, you know, we need to see what's working, what hasn't been working from that, you know, mechanical, you know, the ego, all of that stuff. Because, you know, I was thinking about that. Okay, one, you know, what, th that this is what brought us here, like this mechanical way, which is very much like ego-based. And we need to be start thinking and, and being in a, in a we context you know, the ecological way, which is about everyone and the planet and everything around us. The context was written in that note that I found. It was written there, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. I found that yesterday, that beautiful note you wrote. Where was that? When you introduced my movie. Um, in a wallet that I never open, ever. And I just went in to put some business cards in it. it. I'm just storing stuff in it. And I was like, oh, what's this little piece of paper? It was like the only piece of paper in the wallet. And yeah. it was like this beautiful note. And I was like, who wrote this? Yeah. And then I remembered and I was like, oh my God, it really touched me. I don't remember taking it from you. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, yeah, I don't remember giving it, right? Yeah, it must. Maybe it was left at your place. Maybe back it at was left, place. or I, I might have asked for it. I just don't remember, but it was so nice. And it was yesterday, like the day we're planning to reconnect. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's pretty much with what's happening here, what's, you know, what's happening in the world right now. Like, I don't know, but I think like that it's, it's, it feels like we've been called to change. Yeah. To change in a good way. And uh, start creating like, start creating new narratives. Like really looking what's best for everyone. Yeah, it's a big undertaking. Yeah. But I think if we each do the work as individuals, mm. we're on to something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it starts from there and uh, from our interpretations and our meanings and our beliefs. Yeah. Someone said to me a few days ago um, that we, you know, that every person is limited, that not everything is not accessible to us. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, what, what, what does it mean by that? And we're limited to our own beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. 
because the you know the beliefs we have about ourselves or you know our own listening or you know how we interpret it, interpret things and the meaning we make this is that's the reality we create so we are limited to that mm-hmm. so if we don't like something about our reality we just get to change our thinking about it exactly our, our thought about it yeah we have the power <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes it's conscious, sometimes it's unconscious, you know, but if you you get to see something, then you're able to do something about it. Yeah, have you had a belief that you've been working on changing? A belief. Like a belief structure, a particular thing? I think what I've been working on lately is... Is that coffee? Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> isn't it late for coffee <laughs> it's quick coffee it's not you know it's, it's fine <laughs> maybe you know maybe for some if if you don't really drink maybe yes but for me it's it's fine i'm used to it now so for me belief that i might get you know that i've been called to well, i don't know if you've been consciously working on something specific If not, that's okay. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, I think what I've been working on lately is um, about how you know, like I think that that people should um, be a certain way, for example. Mm-hmm. For for me to be a certain way, you know what I'm saying? Like that, the belief that what's happening out there has to do with what's happening in here. Like that, I'm responsible about, you know, what meaning I'm going to give for or for my own well-being and for you know for, for my own. Uh, I'm responsible about how I'm going to choose to think about everything. Mm-hmm. And that no one has to be anything or do so you're, anything. You're, you're working on shifting a belief that has to do with other people. Like you, you want to get away from thinking that people need to be a certain way. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and I think, you know, that was a practice for me because... Um, during this time I lived with, I lived with my family, you know, and, um, it, it, you know, that's, that's, I I think that was the best time for me to practice all that and just, you know, accept everyone the way they are without having any expectations from anyone, Mm -hmm. which was like my most close and immediate environment. Mm-hmm. And it was the, the environment that it could have the most uh, effect on me, effect on me. Mm-hmm. So my challenge was to, you know, how do I get to work on a big project, right? That I'm investing for quite a time now, and it has been taking such a big part of, you know, myself and the work that I've put on. And you know, now I'm called to just finish it and focus on it and. All these years in New York, I'm used to have my own space and get creative and, you know, just be with myself for two months and do the work I need to do, go in that place. So how do I get to do that in a, in a space that, you know, I'm with other people and these other people is out of your family? <laughs> yeah. It was, it, was, it was very challenging. And I think for me, you know, even though there were times that I didn't like it because, you know, probably get interrupted from something <laughs> yeah um i was like you know what it's great you know you just get to work you, you know you just get to expand and recreate yourself in such a way that you can have space for all of that and you can do that did you find a balance with it i did yeah yeah i did and, and are, they, for were, me, are they respectful yeah because of my ways of being, right? And how how I show up in the space and all that. 
Are they funny? <laughs> it's exciting because, you know, like I had the opportunity to like really like observe. Like I really practice being present with my thoughts and observe, you know, what I say, you know, or if I go in and certain things are happening, you know, like there's so much that are happening that I wasn't like, that I was unconscious about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then when I start observing, like what do, how do I interpret it? That's, you know, what my father said about that thing or what my mom, you know what I'm saying? Like what my mother, how my mother did this or, you know, like, or, or certain beliefs or things that I don't agree or, you know, I'm in a space that I hear stuff that I don't agree. You know what I'm saying? Are, and they, it's your fun, are they funny though? And it's your family. I made, yeah, of course they are. And yeah. I, made, I, made, I made it funny. Yeah. So for me, that's, for me, that's my, that was a, that was a biggest takeaway from all of this. Like, how did I work all of that stuff, you know? And of course, you know, there, there, some of my stuff came up, like some of my own fears, right? Or some things from the past, or some things that I never had the opportunity to talk about, you know? Or some, of, some stuff that they do and, you get to accept people as they are, right? Yeah. At the end. Did you have any deep conversations with them? I did. I did, and I had conversations that I never, I never had before. Was it good? They were good because I was able to have these conversations and be so present with, you know, what I wanted to discuss. Uh -huh. and, and come from a place of love. Yeah. So I practice a lot like compassion and understanding and mm -hmm. compassion, you know, in ways that I never really, I, I was never able to do that before. Mm -hmm. I, either because of the distance, you know, I live in New York for 10 years. There's been a gap of 10 years with my family. You know, we didn't really have the, you know, the opportunity to, to sit down and talk about, mm -hmm. about things, but not from a place of blame. You know, like from a place of, okay, you know, I understand this, you know, I understand that. And that's the truth. And uh, it's okay. We can be all that. So I, you know, I had the opportunity to say, you know, that there is no right or wrong, you know, like I can be the whole me and I can give the whole me to someone and I can own that. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be good or bad you know or better or different or all of that stuff and it's the same for for them as well and not for just for my family for the whole world mm -hmm. you know like i was able to see like the how the the way i relate to my family it's how i relate with the whole world mm -hmm. in a very deep you know like certain beliefs and stuff that I have picked up from them, that these are the things that they're shaping my relationships in my whole life. Mm -hmm. So I was able to just like make peace with and, and have acceptance and compassion and just like take, you know, just that there's not right and wrong and, you know, no one is, you know, like, they can just be who they are. No one has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be perfect. You know, and what is more important is um, what I'm doing now. Like what I'm doing now with my life. How do I move forward? You know, what do I want to contribute? Mm -hmm. How do I want to contribute? You know, that things will change. Am I open? You know, like what, who do I want to be like at the end of this pandemic? Mm -hmm. You know, what do I want to have done? So I really like focus on finishing my project and do all the things that, I, you know, that, that were important for me and think who I want to be, you know, when this ends. Do you think you'll be there for the month of May? In Greece? Yeah. It looks like that I'm going to coming back 
to the U.S. latest by 20th of May. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Yeah, it's been an interesting time for sure. It's been a very spiritually charged time. Yeah. A very like humanizing time. Yeah. Um, so I've like, I've, I've enjoyed going deep into some conversations where we've gone into like quantum physics and just different, you know, aspects of our human experience. Like, like you said, how limited we are, you know, not just as individuals, but as a collective, how much else is going on in the universe in the many universes and the, and everything so inter connected you know it's like the virus to me sort of represents a like a manifestation of the collective anxiety like we've had a pandemic of anxiety and fear for a long time and this is like to me a moment where we get to look at that if we take the opportunity you know yeah and call in more of that like feminine energy which is really about magnetizing your wishes more mm -hmm. than working so hard that your nervous system is going insane. You know, it's like, how do you raise your vibration to where you're really bringing in without having to do so much? Right. You know? Yeah. And like you can, and you can be at that coherent state without having, you know, one side dominate the other. Yeah, like a, like a neutrality, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So that's been coming yeah. up a lot. Um, and I feel like that's important for the collective healing, you know? Yeah. How we can really contribute to everybody's well-being by raising our own vibration. Mm-hmm getting out of our head so much, you know, yeah. expanding our hearts and our energetic fields, you know? Yeah, it's very important, very important. And science is saying that too, which is great for the people that need things to be linear. Science is like caught up to that. They're talking about measuring the energetic field, the frequency of love and the frequency of fear. And a lot of these things are now scientifically recognized yes so it's an exciting moment for that as well yeah you know it's an exciting moment because we see that science supports it it's not just a philosophy or yeah uh, yeah it's actually scientific proven also about where do we put our focus you know and how our emotions you know, like how our thoughts create emotions in the body and then those emotions dictate the, the actions that we take. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we use our words, right? Like mm -hmm. to, notice, to notice the words that we're using and what kind of emotion create in the body. Mm -hmm. For example, you know, like NLP stuff that you actually using words in a way that they're more they have a more uh, positive vibration exactly yeah right so so readjusting that like our wording which that's like a great practice because we are very unconscious about it mm -hmm. and it's so like if we start noticing that that can create like a huge shift exactly energetically mm -hmm. and uh and yeah, and, 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 and like what kind of techniques we have and what kind of practices we have so we can, you know, go back to that hard space so we don't have our, our mind and our brain uh, to be more in alignment with our thinking and our heart mm -hmm. and our feelings and so we're not on our head all the time. Exactly. Right. I have like a tension in my neck. Yeah. Can you help me? <laughs> With the tension in the neck. 
Yeah, I think like some, I mean, breathing, breathing exercise. Yeah, I've been doing a lot. Yeah, like six seconds breathing, six seconds breathe out. And then in about two or three minutes, you'll get to that uh, coherent state. You just start relaxing. So uh, when you do this deep breathing, six seconds in, six out, uh, your three brains are aligning. Like yeah. Three brains. Like your 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 uh, mind brain, your heart, because your heart has its own brain also, yeah. right? and your, and your it gut. Has big, it has a big brain. Yeah, so you come in alignment, you come in coherence, and then from that from that place. Yeah, yeah. but all this doing tension. It. And um, I'm doing a kriya initiation next weekend, so I'll be doing like kundalini and breath all weekend mm -hmm. long so that, yeah. should be, that should be nice that sounds that sounds good yeah yeah so, but this has been like pretty intense it's not breathing. pain but it's just like tension you know yeah yeah it's all the stress all of that but it's interesting too when you bring up like how our belief structures might be shaped by our families and how we bring that out into the world, you know, um, cause we, we operate with such a small part of the conscious mind. It's like 95% subconscious, like habitual, uh, programming, programming, you know? Yeah. Um, so to expand your consciousness to where you're like reprogramming your subconscious, yeah. and reprogramming your behavior is very right. empowering and also quite fascinating, you know? Yeah. yeah um, it's very, it's very important because they've been our role models at the, at the very young age. So we've been picking up stuff and also their qualities, their assets, their defects, all of that stuff. I mean, another, um, research I've done in the past, it says that when we, when we get in relationships with other people, like romantic relationships, that usually we date like our family. Like we came to find people that they have the qualities that our mom and dad had mm -hmm. in a way, like this subconsciously. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's very important to like be able to understand what kind of, what, what kind of beliefs yeah, we picked, up, we picked it's, up. It's programming from our family, but also society and the education system. That's all part of our programming, you know? It's everywhere. People need Every, to know it's not just the family. Like, we, we pick up programming from so many things cartoons from when we were a kid, things yeah. we heard when we were in the womb. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot, and we we are born in that. It's it's uh, like stereotypes, things you know, like in all all systems. Yeah. Like about our whole life, and we live as if those beliefs are real, mm -hmm. because someone said so at some point. Because well, they're real in the sense that perception is reality, but they're not true. There's a difference yeah. between like reality and truth. Like we're experiencing them as a form of reality, but that's not true, you know? Right. Yeah. So yeah. I agree, but I'm just using truth as that word, you know? If it's a truth, right. Yeah. It's, it's not yeah. a truth, it's, but it's an aspect of our reality. And I think a lot of people sometimes get defensive when we say like, oh, but that's not real they think we're putting them down or diminishing what they're experiencing. So I've shifted to, no, it's real. Like it feels real, but it's not the truth. Mm -hmm. And I find mm -hmm. that that helps people be more open to hearing that there's a bit of an illusion going on, <laughs> you know, cause, cause there is, it's, it is an illusion, Yeah, but it feels so real when you're sad or feeling judged or rejected or not worthy or all of these things, 
it feels real and we need to like honor that but also understand our power in that that mm -hmm. we can choose another way you know yeah. so i agree completely it's so empowering yeah we have a choice to choose it and a lot of that stuff they're unconscious Mm -hmm. you know like we're in autopilot for, yeah. for 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 certain beliefs like about the whole world like uh ethnic stuff like racial stuff like there's a lot of yeah that you you can have a conversation about what I'm that so means cool. yeah we, we we have a tendency to 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 do that on a bigger and smaller uh um range yeah like Okay, if you're from certain states, it means this. You know, if you have this accent, it means that. If you're from that country, it means that. If you have this um, uh, skin uh, skin type, skin skin, skin uh, color, this that. You know, like we 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 have like you know uh, we we are born in a world full with stereotypes and opinions and. You know things that we didn't choose right that they were already chosen for us certain beliefs about your country certain beliefs about this type of woman or this type of man or about gay or about bio you know what i'm saying like so we born with all these ideas that we didn't choose them but someone at some point said so Right, because who said that? Someone, at some point, right? Some like someone created, had this idea, this opinion, mm -hmm. and then we live our life as if this is real. Mm -hmm. So it's so so it's about being able to take your power back. Take the power back by making making a different choice and, and you know and we have individual individual choice and individual reality Let's take and our power back right now yeah i mean i know we've both been working on that a lot anyway but let's like just declare it right now and take it all back instantly <laughs> Yeah, I mean, one of the deepest beliefs and something I've been fighting for years is that, oh, that I'm not good enough. What is right? in your hand? This one? It's a, it's a pen. Oh. <laughs> so I'm declaring that I'm good enough. That there's no, like, good enough or not. Like, I'm declaring that I choose to... I don't think there is even, like, that conversation. About being good enough? Yeah, I mean, that. I think that's like one of the biggest illusions. Yeah. That even people think about that. I think that, you know, like, there is no coincidence why you are born, where you're born in this body, you have this name, you have this expression, you do the things you do, right? Like there's some uniqueness about you that no one else can do that. 100%, yeah. But and some people are so programmed in this sort of way of losing their own sense of identity mm -hmm. that they're not, they don't get to be authentic. Yeah maybe in another lifetime the mm. journey might be not to be what is authentic too maybe that's the great illusion also sorry yeah I, th I think that authenticity takes courage people say find your voice like find your own voice you know i encourage that as an artist that's one of my biggest missions is to empower and encourage and inspire people to have a vision that's truly theirs and own it like mm -hmm. own it you know don't dumb it down for the masses don't 
try to please people, you know, because art needs to be, to me, needs to have a sense of freedom, you know, to it. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's not art if it doesn't have freedom. I'm not making that judgment. But I feel it when someone's not honoring their vision. I can see it in a film. I can see it in a, a piece, you know? And I mean, and I get sad, like, cause they're close and I can feel it, you know? And if I get to have a fund where I support artists and directors, mm-hmm. I want to back them to have creative control. I don't, I, I don't believe in the studio or the investor or, anyone interfering in the vision you know right. helping create a a nice space for the artists to do their thing and, and being like a doula where you mm-hmm. kind of get to help with the birth but you're not telling them what to do as an artist yeah. and i get that because I am an artist too, and mm. nobody can really tell me <laughs> what to do. So um, I really believe in that. And that's what yeah. United Artists was. That's what Pickford mm. started too, is like that was what it was about, which is amazing, full circle. But um, how did I end up there? What were you saying? Uh, oh, authenticity. Mm. So authenticity to me is like where you are honestly in any particular moment yeah which could be that you don't know which could be confusion which could be no identity but if you're truly feeling identity list don't pretend like be there there's beauty in that right that's that's something I feel I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's bullshit I really feel it you know what I mean so yeah 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 it's to be able to to bring forth your uh, your own uh truth and honor that whatever that is um beyond beyond um uh, right doing or wrong doing or trying changing anything or you know just having you know, just um, to, to, to be everything yeah. that, you are, that, that you are. And sometimes we judge people in pop culture mm. and in the world because maybe we sense that their identity is not really authentic because we're intuitive, right? But for them, maybe it feels authentic. And so I'm kind of like, who am I to have an opinion about that? Mm. But then the the next voice says, but who are you to not have an opinion about that? Like, I I don't have to be judgmental of the artist or of the person, but I don't have to agree with the art. Mm hmm Yeah but still accept it as part of their journey. Yeah, and your journey also. Like your own processing. Yeah, because I guess everything you come to contact with is is for a reason too. Yeah, and I mean, and and we and we're we are mirroring, you know, I hold the mirror for you, you hold the mirror for me. Like who's somebody in pop culture because actually that's actually been part of the conversation too, is this idea of humanizing the icon, which I wasn't even mm-hmm. going to get into here, but I'm just curious, like who's somebody for you in pop culture mm-hmm. that's maybe created this iconic image with the public's adoration, somebody maybe larger than life that you feel just isn't authentic. Like, your own sense of things where you're like i don't buy it is there somebody an actor a performer an artist 
that I feel that they're not really because you you know usually I'm usually my concern or focus all these years has it been um if I am authentic, you know, with myself, you know, like if I'm holding back myself from the world, like where do I stop? Like, do I give the whole me yeah. to, to myself? Like how, how authentic I am me to my, or, you know. Um, so you never find yourself like accidentally being judgmental of some oh, yeah. expression you might see in the world. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, like name course. one. Name one. Like, we're not shit talking, we're just being real. Like, you know, I have someone I can throw out there. What? And I've actually had to look at her expression and, like you said, even question where I'm at because I found myself being so judgmental of this part of, of her art. I'm not anymore, but I was with Lady Gaga. I didn't really believe, like I couldn't really connect her like true essence mm -hmm. with her art. Mm -hmm. Like it felt manufactured mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. But I've studied her now more. I actually watched her documentary. I've like, mm -hmm. I didn't want to leave it at that. I didn't actually like, it was an interesting, because when I speak about certain things, like in with other artists or publicly, people will often say like, oh, you and Lady Gaga, like need to meet. And I'm always like, it's come up so many times and I'm like, why? Like, I don't even get that. Mm -hmm. And so I really started looking at like, why does that keep coming up? And mm -hmm. why am I being judgmental? Is there something, is she, is there something triggering, mm -hmm. you know? And then you realize like everyone's on a journey. A lot of times these artists will evolve and be like, whoa, that was bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, like they're also on a journey. Like they're also figuring it out, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's like, and the public, I studied this through Mary Pickford. So I find it fascinating. The mm -hmm. public helps to craft that iconic image. Like the artist can't do it on her own. You actually, it's, a, it's an alchemy that happens with mm -hmm. the masses. She put out something they were hungry for, the zeitgeist, and then it gets all mixed in a pot, and then it's like this whole character was born. And it's like, it's not her. It's its own, it's like Jesus Christ is its own entity, mm -hmm. you know? Like Jesus wasn't like, like he, to me, he was like a hippie. He wasn't like, people pray to me, people start, you know, like, but he be, he's like, someone said he was like the, the most genius branding ever. Like, how long has that guy been iconic? Like, like we're still saying his name, you know, as if we know him. It's brilliant, you know? So it's not the person, but it's- right. Like, yeah, I'm I'm just fascinated by these things because it it's, all it all goes into what you're talking about. It does it's not what's about, possible. It's not about being famous. It's like you're playing a role as Apollo, and you get to choose: Am I going to stick to this structure? or Am I going to shift over here? You know, it's the same thing with a an artist or a performer. You know, mm -hmm. what do I want to give people? What do I want to give myself? You know. Yeah yeah and that's you know that's that's a, that's how you choose to interpret it right it's 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 your choice like the meaning that we were talking yeah. about earlier like the meaning you're gonna give because you're free to choose and interpret it in infinite ways about what that means for you so that that's why it comes back to 
oh, Lady Gaga, she holds, you know, like, she's, she's giving you the opportunity, right, to make your own meaning out of it and the, the, the freedom, how you're going to see that. That's really cool. Right? And, and th- this is where we have the choice. How the we're mirror, see that. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, she holds a mirror, right? So then it's about, like, what we're capable of and what's the possibility, like, as human beings, like, what the, the power we have. So, so then um, Hitler's becomes a Hitler, right? Becomes an example of, of, of what you're able to do with your word and your speaking, like how much power you can have an impact on other people by having certain beliefs and by using certain techniques and by showing up in, in a way that you have all these followers. You know so, what I just... So I, there is no bad or wrong. It's about like, okay, how am I going to use my, my, my power? Like my, my the energy. I have, yeah. right? Um, I literally just saw like a flash of this talk becoming like a documentary in itself. Like with, um, like being turned into a movie. Like I just literally, when you said Hitler, I just saw Hitler and then I saw Lady Gaga and then I saw like quantum like visuals, like in the earlier part of our conversation. I like literally, that hasn't happened to me with any of the talk. I literally just saw. What? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And then you can see and you can see, okay, like what are these people doing? Oh my God, I just got That works, you know? And, 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 and see, like, you know, like that you can use this power or you can use these techniques. Um, and from your authentic self to be the highest uh, contribution that you want to be. Because mm-hmm. if you're not, like, authentic, like, the, your authentic self, like, your authentic self it's going to make the biggest impact mm-hmm. to the world because from your authentic self you're going to give um what really matters for others as well right mm-hmm. like your truth because that's what we connect we we're like we're done with bullshit we you know when we see someone is bullshit as you were saying oh i can see someone has been inauthentic you know i'm not interested in that mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, like people, we need like true truth. We need to connect, you know, with uh, uh, something real, mm-hmm. meaningful. Yeah. So you can give that, so you give that when you are your authentic self. So that's how you can make the biggest contribution. And then when we look at back to these people that they've done the biggest harm or they be, they've been the most inauthentic, whatever, they did something that worked and it had a big impact and effect, right? So what do you How think can about we... Hitler? Hitler, for, for me, it's, you know, that's the thing, that's what I was saying, that for me, Hitler is just an example of what um, human power can do. Like when, when someone uh, has certain beliefs and he has um, a purpose, a vision, right and he has a way to impact so many people yeah he used he used it for what he used it whatever you know what i'm saying like he used it to kill people and to for the ego and to dominate and all but what if you use this power to actually help people right yeah of course right how powerful that can be so for me that's the example I'm taking from him. That it's that power we have. Like he, he, he gives me an example of what I'm capable to be. Mm-hmm. And it's up to me to choose if I'm going to be, you know, useful for the for most of the people, despite my own beliefs and my own opinions and what I agree or disagree, which I have the freedom to have, right? But then we look at, you know, what it's best for most you know for for most of the people Mm -hmm. 
like what it's actually contributing to the most of the world which you know what i'm saying which we need to step on the side sometimes yeah it's not it's it's not going to be the way we want to but it's for the greater good so i think as humanity we stand for that yeah right yeah so powerful yeah so i think for me like sometimes you know like i say okay like As I said before, I think it takes courage, which means, you know, like fear, Mm -hmm. you know, courage is like having the fear, Mm -hmm. but doing it anyway, you know, like, so it's not about waiting the fear to, you know, pushing the fear away or waiting the fear to pass. It's about having the courage to step into Mm-hmm. your true self because it takes courage because you're risking yeah you have to go right? outside your comfort zone right and and and, and some people might not like it mm-hmm. or you know what i'm saying so it takes courage to be your true self absolutely and compassion yeah compassion for yourself and come from that place of, of compassion mm-hmm so you can be creative and and then you know you you can give your wisdom from that place for sure Mm -hmm. you can realize your own wisdom and then share it which i think that's the important thing right now how can we share our wisdom with others Mm -hmm. so we all can get there Mm -hmm. you know like because we live in a world that there you know some people are more privileged than others you know there's a lot going on so maybe it's time to start looking behind and say you know like who can i help you know if yeah. if i'm like if i'm a, if, if i'm a step ahead in any way from someone which means oh i might get overcome my fear of being by myself in the house during the quarantine yeah Right? How can I offer that to someone else? You know, maybe I overcome, you know, the stress I had about what's going to happen. You know, how can I share that with the world? Because I think that the world now needs that. Mm-hmm. And I think if we had like a responsibility about how we're going to show up now after all that, mm-hmm. creating something new because it needs to be something new from what it was if we want to have a different future, better future. And do you think we'll be quarantined again later this year? It, it could be. It could be everything. It could be anything. But whatever it's going to be, it's going to be again, you know, an opportunity for us to, you know, recreate, reinvent, you know, look in, show up, see who we can help. Mm-hmm. How, how, how are we going to show up? Where are we going to focus? Yeah. So beautiful. <laughs> it, is, it, it, is, it is a beautiful time. You know, and then, and then, you know, I think it is, you know, and it's like such a big, like, I think it's, it's consciousness or something. It's, it's, it's bringing a balance now. It's right. Because mm-hmm. there is a lot of death and there is a lot of healing at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's happening. So I think we just rise beyond, you know, it's, something is happening that it's, it's, I think it's like rising uh, vibration of love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the kind of love that holds everything. Mm-hmm. Love and the dark side and the lights, all of it, beyond the dualism and like. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Cool, what time is it there? So it's uh, 10.15, nearly, p.m. Oh, nice. It's daytime there, right? Yeah, it's like one, Ten, uh, maybe it's only 12. Yeah, I think it's only 12. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's beautiful out. It's hot. It's a little hot here. I can Do you go out? Do you walk? I can, stop, I can stop recording now. Thank you. I love you.